Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Welcome to it. How you doing? We are uh, officially in holiday season. I guess what? Tomorrow is the first, right? Tomorrow is December the first. We're going to run. Our bumper music will be Christmas music largely after uh, tomorrow. Beginning tomorrow, we're going to do that. And, uh, you know. And there's some Hanukkah bumper music, and I'll throw it on there. What the heck, you know, because it's the holiday season. But I celebrate Christmas, and uh, I'm excited about Christmas this year. I know that we have much to uh, worry about. I know that we have uh, a lot of questions with regard to elections. I know there are a lot of events happening in the world. I will do my level best to uh, bring you the, the truth every day. And not only just, uh, you know, sit around and complain about stuff, but also, uh, you know, maybe offer a little bit of encouragement if possible. If possible. And then also to uh, to uh, seriously um, just uh, malign and make fun of all of the nonsense of the world that's going on, and uh, and and use humor as the best I can uh, to make a point for all the absurdity that generally keeps us up at night. And and trust me, we have a lot of reasons to be staying up late at night. I mean, just look at the economy, look at the coming layoffs that are happening all over the country, look at uh, inflation, look at Christmas, look at the fact that so many people are having to shop at the dollar store. Last night I went to uh, Savers. Uh, Savers is this uh, wonderful, it's it's like a Goodwill. And there's a lot of these places right now, if, depending on where you live, there's uh, Habitat for Humanity, there's uh, Salvation Army, Sal Arme, God bless Sal Arme, and all the people at Sal Arme this Christmas season. By the way, I'll just say... Please don't walk by a Salvation Army kettle if you uh, if you can. Stop and give some money if you can. Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you've got that uh, that sticky, just awful beverage container that you have there in the car. You know, to the immediate right of the driver's side, you've got them, right? You've got those little beverage holders there, and, and you're spilling stuff in them and all that. And the bottom of that is change. Because, you know, some cars don't have the change thing. So you got this sticky, crappy change over here. And listen, uh, Salvation Army will take sticky, uh, crappy uh, change. They, it's not a big deal. So just dig in there. Try to un- use some sort of a device, maybe a butter knife, to get those last few uh, quarters and nickels and stuff off the bottom out of the sticky syrup of all the beverages that have spilt in that change cup. And, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe if you have some time, you'll rinse it off. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, they'll take it. Salvation Army will take it, and I know there are a lot of people. I know there are a lot of people who are suffering this year, and a lot of people are turning to food banks when they never thought they would before. So, uh, if you can help out those who can't help themselves, if you can uh, help out a, a local pantry or whatever, and above all, 
I say support the Salvation Army because I love the Salvation Army. They've done a great job. So anyway, oh, 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 did you know that early voting is started in Georgia? And right now there's a lot of people. Apparently Tuesday, 300,000 voters turned out ahead of next week's election. And it looks like a lot of people under 50 years old are going to vote. Overall, more than 830,000 votes have been cast. And I'd like to give this little gift to uh, to uh, potential Warnock voters. I don't know if you're, if you're planning on voting for Raphael Warnock. He's a, a radical leftist who just happens to be, I don't know how, the, some of the most despicable people in the world become the leaders of congregations, but they do. It's that cult of personality thing, and there's really nothing a whole lot to like about Raphael Warnock. He's a radical leftist. He's a, a big old uh, black liberation theology uh, follower. He likes to kick poor people out of the the uh, uh, rental properties that the church he, uh, he is in the congregation for uh, that they live in when they're $26 late on their rent payment and all that. I guess they put a hold on that. Uh, what else? He hates America. He hates America. America. He hates the country is founded. Uh, you know, I could go on and on, but I'd rather give him this little Christmas gift because I don't know if you knew this. He ran over his wife's foot a few months back. Yeah. Mrs. Warnock got run over by the Reverend. Not a really nice guy. That is what she wants you to believe. They call that spousal abuse. Fake news media will not report it. Cause to protect a liberal, they deceive. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Warnocks, they were fighting, had a vicious argument. Raphael was peeling rubber. <laughs> that doesn't sound very pastoral. And over his wife's foot, the tire went. <laughs> this revelation should be fatal. Yeah, go ahead and vote for him. He's okay. Yes, it ought to cook his goose. He could be another gender. But when you're in the Democrat Party, can get away with spouse abuse. He can even have a stroke, you know? Mrs. Warnock got run over by the Reverend. Dee, dee, dee. Raphael says she put on a show. Dee, dee, dee. Reverend Warnock has a vicious temper. That's something they don't want you to know. Dee, dee, dee. There you go. Uh, not a lot of attention has been spent on that. Did you notice that? You know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, people coming forward 30 years later saying that uh, uh, Herschel Walker uh, paid for their abortion, even though they got a get well card and there was a check for $750. Abortion cost $400 and, you know, whatever. You know, I'm just trying to be an <clears throat> equal opportunity offender here. But uh, the election is underway in Georgia. And hopefully the, uh, the governor-elect will uh, have some sway in that. And he will uh, be the 50th seat in the Senate. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, kind of interesting things. Let's, let's start off with the economy before I dive into uh, Arizona. Oh, oh, and the latest uh, thing that's going to kill Donald Trump. He's done. He's, he's uh, completely, I, Meghan McCain came out and she said, uh, yeah, this is it right here. Even though he said it two weeks ago that it was midterms, he was completely done. <clears throat> this is the latest thing. They invited a guy nobody's ever heard of who's over like 45 Nick Fuentes to come to Mar-a-Lago. He was a guest of uh, Kanye. And again, Kanye's a giant influencer. He reaches, I mean, literally hundreds of millions of people. Came to dinner and, uh, and brought this guy, Nick Fuentes. And everybody's all butthurt about it. Everybody's making a big deal. Of, oh, yeah, Donald Trump is an anti-Semite. Oh, my God. Oh, well, let's uh, look at Jerusalem and the Abraham Accords, and then we'll talk. That said, 
That's the latest thing. And Mitch McConnell is saying that he'll never get, he'll never get elected. Mitch McConnell, he hasn't said anything. He didn't say anything about uh, the summer of 2020. He didn't say anything about January the 6th. He didn't take, say anything about Black Lives Matter, <clears throat> the southern border. But he pipes up all of a sudden. He sticks his hat out of his shell to say that Donald Trump is an anti-Semite and won't get elected again. Stansbury Research did a little poll here, and uh, money manager Charlie Bilello said that uh, here are some of the stunning things that are going to happen to uh, uh, with regard to layoffs. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but this year, this time of year, Walmart normally hires 150,000 people to work at Walmart and sell you all your Christmas stuff. Yeah, because that's it. it anybody's Christmas is what drives the, uh, the fourth quarter. So say Merry Christmas. Anyway, that said, they're only hiring 50,000. Amazon's laying off 10,000. Amazon! Amazon is laying off 10,000 people. But listen to this. Twitter, 50% of its workforce, at least, by the way. Keep going. Elon Musk, way to go. Facebook cut 11,000 jobs. Uh, Shopify, 10% of its workforce. Netflix, 450 jobs. Microsoft and Salesforce cutting 1,000 jobs each. Tesla, 10% of salaried workers. Nothing against Teslas or anything, but EVs are for posers. Uh, Lyft is cutting 13% of its workforce. So if you lose your job at Twitter and you think maybe you could drive somebody around in your car for Lyft, eh, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Wouldn't, wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Uh, Stripe is cutting 14% of its workforce. I don't even know what that is, but I know they're cutting the workforce. Uh, so there is that. Oh, and then Joe Biden, he says that uh, he said that there is no issue at all with regard to uh, the economy. And in fact, he says that inflation is going to be around for a while. It's going to take time to get inflation back to normal levels as we keep the job market resilient. And we could see setbacks along the way. Yeah. Well, we were told with the Inflation Reduction Act that inflation would uh, would be tamed, right? That's why they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. That's why they passed it. They said that inflation was going to uh, subside. Well, there's no sign of that. No sign of that at all. He said it's going to take time to get inflation back to normal uh, normal levels. Bank of America, the chief of Bank of America, CEO Brian Moynihan, he says that you can expect two more years of pain with high inflation and interest rates as the federal government is to uh, backstop $1 million mortgages and expect uh, experts predict a 20% uh, drop in, uh, in home prices. And here's uh, Representative James Clyburn a couple months ago. He said that Joe Biden knew everything that he was doing was going to cause inflation. What do you say to people who say, boy, uh, Washington can talk about all these big programs and everything else, but I'm worried about the cost of food. I'm seeing the cost of eggs shoot up, chicken, gasoline, you know, coming now with the, the winter heating. I mean, these are all concerns that hit very directly to people who may say, you know, what's going on in D.C. doesn't think of us. And that's all true, by the way. Well, let me make it very clear. All of us are concerned about these rising costs. Oh, I don't think you are. And all of us knew this would be the case uh, when we put in place this recovery program. Okay, there you go. That's what he said. They, they knew it was going to happen, and now that it's happening, and they said it was only transient a year ago, now it's here to stay. So I thought I should, uh, you should know that. Uh, meanwhile, this, this, by the way, comes from the, uh, the guy who yesterday said that he could have been an All-American. He played for, like, the University of Delaware, Delaware his freshman year for, like, a half a semester before he got kicked out for his grades. Uh, yeah, yeah, check it out. Here's Joe Biden yesterday. Jeff, thanks. Thank you, Jeffrey, for your introduction. I really mean it. It's a big deal. 
and you're a big guy. As, as I told you, if I had you running in front of me when I was playing flanker back, I could have been an All-American, man. Is that what is that what people do? I guess you know I'm I'm 57 years old. There's some things that I do that kind of uh, echo what my dad did, but I I haven't gone there yet. I'm not making up stuff about my past and stuff. Uh, you know, my athletic career was uh, fairly, uh, you know, uneventful. I I was okay at everything. I was never very good at everything, and eventually I just went to speech and music and stuff like that. But uh, you know, but uh, I guess Joe Biden, he it, it, maybe it's common, right? You you kind of ingratiate yourself. You say that you did this and you did that. I mean, Joe Biden says he was a truck driver and all that stuff, and and I guess uh, I guess that's what uh, what most people do. I guess no, it isn't. Joe Biden, Joe Biden's been at it for a very long time. Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from With taped remarks of, of Biden States. during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school. Well, he started with these a long time ago. And in fact, ended up in the top half of my... All-American football player, the whole deal. ...class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. But other than that, he's completely truthful. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But he says that uh, inflation is going to be around with us for a little while, which means it's probably going to be around for a very long time, among other things. Oh, and did you see one other thing here? Five of the cars rented by Biden's Secret Service caught fire... <laughs> Caught fire in the parking lot at Hertz. Did you hear about this? 5.22 a.m. Airport shift staff noticed an active fire in the rental car overflow area through the airport's closed-circuit television system. Five of the cars that were involved in the, the motorcade when Joe Biden went and stayed at the $30 million estate in Nantucket caught fire and if you look at them it's just the engine compartments on each one of the cars it's not like they were sitting next to each other they just individually caught fire how does that happen how does it, i'll just i'll just tee this one up for alex jones and i'll hear what he has to say about it and we'll come back tomorrow all right so coming up um a new uh poll shows that most Americans don't believe the election results in Arizona. I know. It's kind of weird that way. And then the latest attempt to nail the last nail into Donald Trump's coffin is doing a face plant. Here's a number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's The Rob Carson Show. So I guess the numbers for uh, U.S. soccer are going to go through the ceiling because we beat Iran yesterday, not Iran. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, by the way, if you want to uh, vote in our Newsmax poll, I do a TV show at Newsmax, and uh, I'm very fortunate to be employed by that agency. And I'll be working uh, in New York City next week. I'll be broadcasting live from the Newsmax studios right across the street and about five stories above where Rush, Rush Limbaugh got at his start uh, way back in, what, 87, I guess, when I was still in college. Anyway, uh, if you want to vote in our Newsmax poll, Trump or DeSantis, who do you want? Just text the word text the word event to thirty nine seven four seven thirty nine seven four seven. Just takes a second, let your voice be heard, and if you get a chance to check out Newsmax for uh, the news you can trust.
it's uh, it's a great network. I'm really proud to be a part of it. So, uh, yeah, just again, it's uh, uh, just text the word event to 39747. So, uh, U.S. men's soccer won. A lot of people watching U.S. men's soccer because of a, to- a show called uh, Ted Lasso. I think it's a lot of it, to be quite honest. I've been watching the show a little bit. It's a pretty good show. It's like uh, soccer meets Major League meets maybe Bull Durham. And it's pretty good. It's got uh, Jason Sudeikis on it, uh, former SNL guy. I don't know about him or anything, but he does a pretty good. He's actually fairly believable as this guy from Texas, this coach. And, and it's, it's a good show. So a lot of people are watching. My son was watching. We've been watching it. Last night he got mad at his mom for watching the first episode of the next season without him. And it was, it was, not a, it was ugly. It was like, what are you doing? You betrayed me. I mean, it, was, it was, you know. So anyway, but uh, but an interesting thing, there's a soccer player on our, our team, and his name is Tyler Adams. And there was a uh, uh, Iranian journalist. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Just an Iranian journalist. That's fantastic. So anyway, an Iranian journalist who is really nothing more than a tool for the state is sitting there. And he decides to go after this young man who just happens to be a man of color. Uh, he's, a, he's a biracial mom and dad are different races, black and white, kind of like Barack Obama, but Barack Obama never said he was white. Anyway, he's asked by this uh, Iranian journalist about the fact that he called Iran Iran, which is what it used to be called. Iran used to be called Iran. Iraq used to be called I, uh, Iraq, uh, let's see, uh, Peking used to be Beijing, Beijing used to be Peking, uh, let's see, uh, Istanbul, not Constantinople, anyway, all that. But here is uh, this young man, Tyler Adams, responding to the journalist who tries to paint America as racist, and uh, this guy very, very politely and powerfully puts the guy in his place. You say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all, um, are you... Okay? I, I'll do that when you stop calling us the great Satan. How about that? It's called the United States of America, not the great Satan. Okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders. And uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past... Do you, uh, just real quick, uh, in Iran, do you have an Oprah Winfrey? Or do you guys have like a Michael Jordan or do you have like a, a Clarence Thomas in Iran? Just, just ask, asking you about that because I don't think any great black people, really famous black people who changed the world uh, came out of Iran. My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Um, yeah, that being said, you know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures, is, is how bad it sucks over there. That in the U.S., we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. I grew up in a, in a white family with... Yeah, you know that thing you guys do when you throw uh, gay people off of buildings to their death and all that, real popular in the Islamic world? We never did that here. And obviously an African-American heritage and background as well. So... Um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures, and I, I was very... And by the way, if we lost a game, uh, we could come back to the United States and not have our families murdered and us murdered for not singing the national anthem like your players have been threatened by your government. Thought you should know that. Iran, Iran, Iran. They're easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So, um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously it takes longer. God, this is artful. This guy is so good. 
great parents. To understand and through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of, of your country. So um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing. There you go. And I'm not seeing a whole lot of progress coming out of Iran. Yeah, where women, uh, if they show their hair in public, get murdered by the authorities. And then uh, 300 people have been murdered by uh, anti-demonstration police in uh, Iran, Iran, whatever. So, uh, oh, yeah, and we just beat you guys. Ha, 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 Great Satan won, Iran zero. This is The Rob Carson Show. guys, it's Carson, and I have a Christmas gift idea I'll bet your friends and family don't already have. As many of you may know, I have a passion for cooking. I've got about 100 cooking videos on the web. And one of the things that I like to cook this time of year are heirloom soup beans. Now, I made uh, ham hocks and beans the other day. My wife gave me the thumbs up. Not quite as good as her mom's, but pretty darn good. And I used heirloom soup beans. Now, here's the good news. My friends at Powerful Living have just received a fresh batch of premium heirloom soup beans. The ones I cook with. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, some of the best tasting heirloom beans in the world. Best part, I have them for a hefty discount for my listeners. So if you go to heirloomsoupbeans.com, that's heirloomsoupbeans.com, give a beautifully packaged collection of premium heirloom beans on sale right now at heirloomsoupbeans.com. It's chili season, baby. That's heirloomsoupbeans.com. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. Just want to remind you, if you're in the Atlanta area this weekend, December the 3rd, Jim Gossett, he's the guy who I work with and we do all these uh, these pieces of political satire, these uh, song parodies that I've been writing for a really long time. Jim is uh, the best in the business and he does a, a live show featuring stand-up and impressions and parodies and music. It's fantastic. He's going to be doing this show uh, Saturday, December 3rd in Atlanta and if you want details on it, just go to jimgossettcomedy.com that's two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com I'm told it's almost sold out. So if you want to go, you might want to uh, you might want to go. You might want to get tickets. You might want to go online. Just go to jimgossettcomedy.com. So um, Donald Trump is under fire for, I guess, uh, having someone to dinner when Kanye West. Kanye West uh, came over for dinner. And uh, Kanye West, for some... And Kanye West is, uh, is nuts. I mean, he is. And I, I didn't know this. Because, listen, there's a point in your life where pop culture is not as important. Because, honestly, you have much more important things to do than worry about the latest side boob shot of Kim Kardashian on a bathroom vanity. Uh, you know, that's why I got out of music radio. I was, like, uh, in my 40s. And I'm like, I'm a little too old to care about Lady Gaga. You know, really? You know? But, but I still try to plug in. I watch movies and stuff like that. And I know Kanye West, and I played Kanye West interview with Tucker a couple weeks ago, and it was a, it was a fascinating interview, but I didn't realize, you know, the guy's kind of messed up. Kind of messed up. But uh, anyway, Donald Trump said that Kanye West tried to bleep him for bringing Nick Fuentes to dinner. Uh, and uh, he says that white supremacist views would not have been accepted in Mar-a-Lago, and it's and he's right because he's not a racist. Donald Trump is not a racist, and honestly, I'm just I'm just so tired. I get so tired of defending him. 
Because even since he left office, look what happened. In the election season, look what happened. Unprecedented raid of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, a questionable warrant from an agency that also shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story before the 2020 election and was involved in throwing the 2016 election by creating uh, a Russian uh, uh, a Russian uh, collusion narrative about Donald Trump. Completely wrong. And then the FBI does this unprecedented warrant at Mar-a-Lago. We find out that most of the documents that he had, the things that he had, were, were essentially tchotchkes. They were things that he wanted to have because it was memorabilia. It was stuff that he, he was a president for four years. So there, there's that. And now, and now the latest here is that, uh, you know, after Joe Biden, think about this too. Joe Biden also spoke at, uh, uh, in Philadelphia at uh, Independence Hall, bathed it in red and called uh, Donald Trump supporters fascists. And then he did another speech a couple weeks before that. Apparently it worked to got a lot of uh, millennials who don't uh, read to, uh, to go and vote. Although we did end up getting about five and a half million more votes in the midterms than the Democrats. That said, that said, they're all ready to put the nail in uh, in Trump's coffin. Meghan McCain, who, and I just posted yesterday, uh, Meghan McCain is, uh, uh, what talent does she have? Um, anybody. She's, uh, uh, if you read her stuff, and I'm a writer, I do writing for a living. Um, her writing isn't really that good. Her opinions are kind of eh. Um, she is young. She's a millennial. She's blonde. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, she doesn't dance or sing or really uh, is not much of a public speaker. But she is the daughter of John McLean. So I guess there's that. Well, anyway, she, she, uh, <laughs> she wrote this a couple weeks ago. Last night was the final nail in Trump's political coffin because too many of his suck-up duds lost an unlosable election. Now's the time for DeSantis to take charge of the ship. Okay, so um, we found out that Donald Trump's still polling well above DeSantis. About 15 points in a lot of polls, sometimes as much as 25, because uh, Meghan McCain doesn't matter. And uh, the elections were Mitch McConnell's problem and the establishment GOP's problem, not Donald Trump's problem. Then McCain wrote this yesterday. Look who's coming to dinner, Donald. Kanye, the anti-Semite bigot and a white supremacist weirdo. Trump 2024 is now officially the worst sequel since Jaws 2. It's time to say goodbye. Megan McCain. <sighs> Daddy. That's all I got to say. Daddy. You wouldn't be anywhere if it weren't for Daddy. That's just the way it works. It's just the way it works. But anyway, uh, so everybody's uh, on fire. It, uh, uh, Mike Pence, uh, former vice president who has no chance of winning the presidency. He will not be the candidate. He won't be next year, the year after the year after the year after the year after. He was done before Donald Trump made him the vice presidential candidate. He is a stooge. He is a rhino. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, it's not because of January 6th. It's not, I never liked the guy. And now I know he's just part of the, the uh, Republican cabal. The, uh, the rhinos in Washington, D.C., who support people like Mitch McConnell. And he says, Trump should apologize for white nationalist dinner. This wasn't a white nationalist dinner. It was dinner with Kanye West, and Kanye West gave the dinner. And Kanye West is kind of a big deal in the entertainment industry. I don't know if you know this, but when uh, Bill Clinton was the president of the United States, the Lincoln bedroom was for rent. He had everybody in the world come and stay, uh, donors, actors, all sorts of stuff, stay in the, uh, in the White House. Uh, Barack Obama did the same thing, had all sorts of crazy people, including the Reverend Wright, over to dinner. 
So uh, uh, Donald Trump, as a private dinner at his home, invites Kanye West. Oh, Kanye West, here's the invite. And guest, whatever. He decides to bring this guy. Donald Trump has no clue, and neither does Mitch McConnell or Mike Pence or any Republican who says, oh, yeah, Nick Fuentes was a, was a racist. He's a racist. He's a white supremacist. He's an anti-Semite. He's a, a Holocaust denier. I actually had somebody uh, tweet me last night and said that, uh, uh, you see this? Donald Trump, he's a Holocaust. He's an anti-Semite. I said, well, okay, um, if you believe that, then uh, Jerusalem and the Abraham Accords. And I dropped the microphone. He's a racist. No, no, the lowest black unemployment rate in recorded history when he was the president. So if he is a racist, he's the worst racist ever. And this is uh, Kanye West. Kanye West, the guy who was invited to dinner, talking about Nick Fuentes, who Mitch McConnell uh, wouldn't know if he if he saw him in a in a limousine. I, you know, no clue who Nick Fuentes is, but he sees some uh, chum in the water and he's going for it. Here's Kanye West on Donald Trump and Nick Fuentes. A big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. Well, that. That kind of punches a hole in the argument, doesn't it? A big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. Yeah, and that's that's uh, Kanye West saying it there. But here's Mitch McConnell, the guy who uh, you and I, the American people, don't want as the minority leader in the Senate. And by the way, the reason why he's remaining the minority leader is because he didn't give the candidates who could win the money they needed to win. First, let me just say that there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. A big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. Mitch McConnell has a 6% approval rating. That is like 10 points behind eczema. Okay? He is an establishment rhino. If it were up to the American people and people who vote for Donald Trump and the Republican Party, he would not be in a position of authority. But you see, we have this thing called the swamp in Washington, D.C., where people go and they spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. And when someone like Donald Trump comes to Washington, D.C. and upsets the apple cart, he was a target for seven years, seven years, violent riots. The day he was inaugurated, people who were Republicans leaving the uh, inaugural parties and being attacked in the street. Uh, uh, Dan Bongino, anybody? Huh? Rand Paul, anybody? So, uh, you know, nonsense. And then the, 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 the Chuck Schumer yesterday. Chuck Schumer. And by the way, Donald Trump's not the president of the United States anymore. He's not even in government right now. But he chose this opportunity to speak in the well of the Senate. Now, on anti-Semitism, before I begin the substance of my remarks on the floor, I want to say a few things about the disgusting news that came out of Mar-a-Lago over the Thanksgiving break. You mean that the FBI did an unwarranted massive search of Mar-a-Lago? Is that the disgusting news? Because I think it's pretty disgusting. Last week, it was reported that Donald Trump, the former president of the United States and Republican standard bearer, had dinner at Mar-a-Lago with a notorious bigot 
who fancies himself a leading thinker on the extreme edges of the hard right. Um, no, not exactly. A big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. Now to show you how transparent the Democrats are, they did push uh, legislation to ban Donald Trump from ever holding office hours after Donald Trump, uh, a little over a week ago, made his announcement for his uh, run for the presidency. So there's that. So there's that. It really is. Uh, it's just kind of embarrassing, to be quite honest, at this point. And and the more they pile on, the more people say, you know what, um, bull crap. And just uh, we're kind of done with it. I'm really honest. Aren't you? Aren't you? And I'm kind of moving from. I'm ready to move really just from uh, anger and frustration to ridicule. How about that? Should we just do that? They do that a lot to us. You know, they, if we doubt an election, and, and I mean, with every kind of impropriety, we get called denier, you're a denier, you're a denier. Yeah, that's what they try to do. They try to humiliate you. But I think we can kind of do that. I think we can do that a little bit. But the thing is, we have facts behind this, like the fact that Kanye West said this. A big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. Yeah, there is that. Um, by the way, I mentioned this yesterday. This is a, uh, a poll from the Convention of States and Trafalgar Group. And I shared it yesterday. 55% of voters lack confidence in the election results that are delayed. So j- delayed. And they should because it's a shakedown. It's a put on in the words of the who. It is. Uh, there's only one reason why we've extended dramatic amounts of, uh, of time after the election to count the votes and uh, allowed people to vote for a month or two ahead of time. And that is not to ensure that everybody gets to vote. It's meant to throw the elections. That's what it is. And what happens is things, weird things happen on election night. Like in 2020, five battleground states stopped the vote counting at midnight and they started the next morning and millions of votes came in for Joe Biden almost exclusively. The same thing happened with Carrie Lake. Yeah, yeah, same thing happened. Oh, everything melted down on election day. And we knew that the Lake supporters were going to come out on the day of the election. They were going to go and they're going to vote. And lo and behold, 30 plus percent of the vote tabulators and in, in Maricopa County weren't working. And there were lines of 750 people where only 150 people got to vote before they shut the sucker down. Shut it down. New Rasmussen poll shows that 72% of Americans believe that Arizona voters were deprived of their sacred right to vote in the November 8th election. Well, that's kind of strange. That's almost like the sound of people singing, isn't it? In addition, 71% of those polled believe the problems affected the outcome of the Senate election in Arizona. Also, most of those polled believe that they followed the election very closely. 71% of likely U.S. voters believe it's likely, including 40% who said very likely that problems with the election in Maricopa County affected the outcome of the Senate election in Arizona. 23% don't think the problems affected the Senate race. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark Kelly defeated uh, Blake Masters 51 to 47. The gubernatorial race was even closer. Uh, Democrat Katie Hobbs uh, supposedly has edged Carrie Lake by a margin less than 20,000 votes. But uh, not all the counties are marching in lockstep, but they are being threatened. The people who would certify the election are being threatened with jail time. So do you kind of understand where we're, uh, you know, kind of doubting the election there? Do you kind of get it? Well, if you don't get it, I have some audio on the other side of this break that might convince you. 
Let's take a break. Here's the number, guys. It is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Where I voted on election day this year was at a university. It was Mid-American Nazarene University. That's where they held the uh, the election. And uh, on election day, I went in. There was nobody in there. Nobody in there at all. They said a lot of people voted early, whatever. Just, I, so I, I, I walked in and I said, well, you guys did this polling location just for me. That's fantastic. So anyway, that's what happened to me. And, and I uh, checked and made sure that my vote counted. It was uh, pretty cool. Not so much in uh, Maricopa County. In Maricopa County in Arizona has been under a cloud of scrutiny for a very long time. Uh, Maricopa County, for instance, now this is a report I just hung on to. Uh, as of 8 o'clock on election night, Maricopa County voter turnout numbers on election day were 53% Republican, 30% other. Uh, it didn't really say. But independents generally, this last election, were voting Republican. I read you poll after poll after poll after poll. And by the way, the last election of the midterms, the only election where every poll was wrong. Every poll said it was going to be a red wave. Every uh, Republican is going to win all over. And every poll was wrong. How does that happen? How do they get it this wrong? Usually it's half of them wrong, half of them right. Weird, right? Democrats got 17% of the vote on election day. And all sorts of stuff started happening with the uh, the voting machines. I mean, it was it was massive, massive. During the 2012 presidential election in Maricopa County, key races, races went undecided for two weeks after Election Day as a result of record numbers of provisional and early ballots. Uh, the Arizona Republic said Arizona was embarrassed on a national stage. That was 10 years ago. 2014, despite an increase in voter turnout, they were still days-long counting uh, delays in counting early votes attributable to uh, most of the counties in Arizona stopping their count of early ballots between 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. the Monday before the election, blah, blah, blah. During the election of 2014, more than 75% of the 34,000 valid provisional ballots were cast by voters who went to the polls anyway, even after receiving their early ballot, according to the public. So just like this, they got their ballot in the mail, and they decided to vote in person. 2016, number of polling locations in Maricopa County was reduced to 60. Voters could vote at any location rather than being assigned to one. However, with 1.25 million eligible in-person voters at the time, the reduction of polling places from more than 200 to 212 or t- in 2012 to a 200 caused hours-long lines. At one polling location in 2016, between 600 and 700 voters waited in line for more than three hours to vote, and a poll worker told voters at one time that they had run out of ballots. 
That's kind of weird, isn't it? Kind of weird how that happens in Maricopa County. And has it, it's been going uh, this way for a very long time. Mm-hmm. In uh, On primary election day 2018, dozens of polling locations failed to open on time due to technical issues with uh, election machines. The current uh, recorder on the uh, Maricopa County Board is uh, Republican Stephen Richer, who, by the way, uh, started a political action committee funded by Democrats that supports Republican candidates, quote, who, uh, or I should say, that does not support Republicans who acknowledge the validity of or, uh, no, I should say, supports Republican candidates who acknowledge the validity of the 2020 election and convince the, condemn the events of January 6th. So the only person on the ballot who doubts the election of 2020, Carrie Lake. So he created a pact to beat Carrie Lake. He did. And, and by the way, Carrie Lake was running against the Secretary of State of Arizona, who's in charge of the elections. She did not recuse herself. And she is demanding that all counties certify the election. There's one county, there's a, a guy, he, and he's ready to go to jail. I'm not going to certify it. They're going to do it by hook or by crook. I'm just presenting facts here. You make up your minds, guys. Separate review of Maricopa County mail-in ballots in 2020 election found more than 200,000 ballots with signatures that did not match voter files and were counted without being reviewed. That's weird. It's almost like there's a problem, like a systemic problem. 2022 midterms, Maricopa County experienced numerous issues with election machines from printers that print ballots to ballot scanners. 11 Republican roving attorneys visited 115 of the 223 vote centers in Maricopa County as observers on Election Day and found that 72 of them, 62 percent, had material problems with the tabulators not being able to tabulate ballots, causing voters to either deposit their ballots into box three, spoil their ballots and revote, or get frustrated and leave. Other than that, go right ahead and certify it. I've got audio from Carrie Lake. Uh, she's not going quietly into the night, and uh, the country shouldn't either. We'll share that. Lisa, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Ah, uh, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 